I'm too busy. I just wish I had more time. Feels like there's never enough time. I wish I had some time for myself. If I had more time, I would. Have you ever said any of those things? Of course you have. We all have. Today we're talking about time management and there is a reason why this is one of the most common challenges my clients, my students, and heck, even I face. This is one of the most requested topics and I am so excited to dive into it. Chances are you struggle with feeling like you don't have enough time. Maybe feeling like your to-do list is just never ending. And even if you've tried time management techniques in the past or productivity tips, they haven't worked. In this episode, I'm going to share why time management is so much more complex than just implementing a few facts and then suddenly having all the time in the world for manis and petties and sleep-ins. That's the bad news. Time management isn't just about time. It's about your mindset, your priorities, and having the ability to act on those as you and the circumstances and the season of your life you're in change. Today, you're going to ask yourself the four questions to answer before you try a single more time management tip or hack or technique. Please just promise me that, my friend. The good news? By asking yourself these questions, you're going to know exactly where to get started to make real change, the kind that actually makes you feel like you have enough time. Here is my promise to you. You'll stop trying to implement strategies that don't work. You'll stop just Googling and looking for answers online and trying to implement hacks that don't get to the core of the issue. Instead, you're going to have the clarity to know what deserves to be on your calendar and most importantly, the courage to say yes to the things that are really important and no to the things that just shouldn't be on your calendar at all. Golden Girl, let's get started. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hey there, Golden Girl. Thank you so much for joining for another episode of the Golden Girls Podcast. Today, we're talking about time management. And this is a biggie. In fact, it's so big that I'm breaking this topic down into the next three episodes just to do it justice. Before we get started, I want to do a listener shout out to the amazing Rachel Harrison. Rachel says, this is a must listen for all women who want more. Rachel shared this review on Apple iTunes and I want to read it out to you guys because I appreciate it so, so much. Rachel says, Lisa's approachable, no fluff style is like having a heart to heart with a supportive best friend. This is the woman to listen to if you want more for your life, but also if you need a little bit of a helping hand to get you there. Real guidance from a real no holds bar woman. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate you so much for being there, for listening, and for taking the time to leave a review. I'm seeing a theme here too, by the way. So many of your reviews are like, ha, Lisa is real. And let me tell you, I am real. And this topic, I don't have it all figured out. I'm going to share with you guys the things that I'm still struggling with, the things that I'm still figuring out because I am a real person and and none of us have it all figured out. None of us are perfect. So I hope that that, I'm actually really glad to see that you guys hear that through what I'm sharing. I hope that you know that I'm real and that I'm not here for a place of judgment, but just here to help you because I'm real too. And I know that 
through these open conversations, through us connecting that this is how we're going to make change in our lives. So thank you for listening. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for leaving a review. And I really, really appreciate it. Do you want to be featured next? Please take a moment to leave a written review. I honestly love reading all of them. They truly make my day. And I would love to feature you too and say thank you right here on this podcast. So stay tuned also on the next few episodes. I want you to get ready to get inspired. I'm going to be sharing some stories straight out of our Golden Girls community. And I know you are going to love it and be so inspired by what they're up to. Okay, let's dive into the first of our three-part series on time management, the four questions to ask yourself and answer before you try a single more time management hack. Ironically, I ended up scripting this episode the morning of daylight savings time. I woke up just after 6 a.m. on a Sunday morning, I made myself a mushroom hot cocoa, thank you so much for Sigmatic, and I went up to my office. As I got organized for my day, at one point I looked at my phone and I realized it was only 5.45 a.m. and then it hit me. Oh my gosh, it was daylight savings time and I had completely forgotten. I don't know about you, but if you've ever had this happen, you'll know I was freaking stoked for that extra hour. How good does it feel when you have more time than you thought? Instantly, I was like, what am I going to do with this extra time? Well, obviously, I'm going to create the best episode on time management ever. And in case you're wondering, I definitely struggle with perfectionism, but that's a conversation for another episode and probably a bottle of wine. So back to time management. This got me thinking... What would you do with extra time? And I wanted to know, so I put it out there on social media. And by the way, if we're not already connected, check out the links in the description and the show notes to follow me on social because I love knowing what you think, I care, and I want to hear from you. So I asked, I asked you, what are you doing with your extra time? I asked, what would you do with an extra 15 minutes a day? What would you do with an extra hour of your day? And for those of us that had just gotten an extra hour, what did you do with it? And here's what I learned. I thought it was pretty interesting, and I think you might too. With 15 minutes, I got so many things. A lot of it was just about chilling out. Some of you said you wanted to read or clean your house. Uh, You can come over to mine anytime, my friend. Some of you wanted to just sit on the couch in peace and quiet. I heard that theme a lot. Oh, well, if I had 15 minutes, I would just have a cup of tea before I started the evening and dinner rush. Some of you said you wanted to walk or meditate. And a lot of you said you wanted to go to sleep earlier. Now, when I said, what did you want to do for an extra hour a day? Some of you said garden or stretch. And over half of you said that you would wish you would sleep more. That's what you would do with an extra hour. So my last question was, well, what did you actually do with the extra hour? Because you literally got one on Sunday morning on daylight savings time. And some of you guys actually did say sleeping, which is awesome. I'm so glad to see that. Some of you said you went to see your RMT, which is awesome, doing some self-care. Some of you went to an early bar class because it felt like it was 9.15, not 8.15. Amen to that. Um, I also saw some of you saying, you know, I was not sleeping in. I was working on my business plan and my marketing focus. And of course, all the moms out there said, well, my baby did not sleep in. My baby got up at the regular time, which is an hour early. So you guys got extra playtime and extra parent time. Now, I love asking these questions because, first of all, it's so great to hear what you wish you could do with extra time and what you would do. Now, here is the harsh truth. And I'm going to say this with love and compassion and I want you to hear me when I say this, that I struggle with the same things. So this is not a judgment, but here's the truth. While it is so nice to think about what we would do with that extra time, the truth is that we would probably cram it with crap all over again. If suddenly our day, every day, was 24 hours and 15 minutes long, or 25 hours, I'm sorry to say, but you probably would not be sleeping more. You probably would not be doing the meditation. You wouldn't be spending more time with your kids, or quality time, or cleaning your house, or mine. Without making a serious change to your mindset and answering the questions that I'm about to ask you, 
all you would do is just lengthen your to-do list and you'd be even more exhausted than you already are. I say that not because you're not amazing or because you're not capable of making change. You 100% are and I want you to keep listening because I'm going to tell you how to change that. But if you don't listen to these episodes, if you don't go through this process that I'm going to lay out for you, if you don't start asking yourself these questions and diving into what's really going on, even if your days were 30 hours long, nothing would change. So why do I say that? Because I know you're capable and I know you're amazing. And I say that in order to really create the change and make the most out of the 24 hours that you are given, you've got to hear me now. Time management is complex. It is not as easy or simple as all the time management, quote, tips or hacks or systems that so many other productivity gurus and experts and coaches are sharing. I get it. Those are so tempting. It's easy to Google those and and look at the top 10 tips for this or 30 ways to save time in your day. But if it was working, we wouldn't all be struggling with this time management problem. We wouldn't all be feeling like we were so busy or feeling out of balance. And yet we are. That's how I know that it's deeper. My intention in this episode and in these next three really is to completely transform the way you look at your time, the way you talk about your time, and most importantly, how you feel about how you're spending it. Only then, only when we have a really good sense of what's actually important to you, how you want to feel, and what mindset shifts you need to make, can we then change the way you spend your time so that you feel less busy, feel more balanced, and have time for what's most important to you. First, let's talk about a little bit of math. No matter who your parents are, how much money you have in the bank, what job you have, the truth is that we all have the exact same amount of time. We all have 24 hours a day and 168 hours a week. And when you put it in perspective and think about it, you know, Oprah has the same amount of time. Bill Gates has the same amount of time. Even freaking Beyonce has the same amount of time. What the heck? How are they doing so much? And how does our time still feel so limited? What is the difference? This is why time management isn't just a math problem. Time is actually a symptom of so many other things. It is a symptom of your mindset, your ability to say no, your ability to focus, your desire to be busy, which I will talk about that. I have that inside and out. And even it's a, it's a product of your fears as well. Time management is also an evolution. It changes. And that's why you can't just have done time management strategies maybe in university as you were studying for an exam and expect that the same things are going to help you today. You are changing, and as you change, so do your goals, so does your capacity, the season of life that you're in, and with that, so does the way you approach your time and the way you manage it. So in this series, episodes seven, eight, and nine, the next three of them, I'm tackling some really important questions for you and some great shifts that I'm super excited to share with you. This episode is the four big picture questions to ask yourself and answer before you try any other time management hacks. In the next episode, episode 8, we're talking about the mindsets to uncover and shift so you have more time and less stress in your life. In the last episode, episode 9, or the third episode in this series, I'm going to share strategies to help you feel empowered over your time. Now, please do me a favor. I know you're going to be tempted to listen and go right ahead to episode 9 and listen to that. Please do me a favor and listen in order, my friend. Trust me when I say this. If you just listen to the strategies, You will not get what you actually need to create real change. So I trust you. I know that you're sick of feeling overwhelmed. You're sick of feeling like you don't have enough time and having never-ending to-do lists. And you're sick of feeling overwhelmed and tired with so many ideas and not enough time to do it. 
So this is how, where it starts. This is where you create the change. This is where you say, Lisa, I'm in. I will do it a different way. So let's get started. Before I go too far, I want to say this. It is okay to be imperfect. This is not about perfection. You know, I'm certainly not perfect. And these are, I'm sharing this because these are things that have helped me and things that as I've struggled, I've had to learn and implement and shift and see what actually works and and what doesn't anymore. So please, if you feel like you are judging yourself, I want you to stop and take a step back. If you're judging something that I'm saying, you know, step back, ask yourself what's happening and where else is this judgment for yourself coming up or showing up in your life? Because let me tell you, my friends, imperfect action is so much better than doing nothing. Here, I'm going to share with you four big picture questions. So I want you to think about these as I'm sharing them and answer them before you do any more time management technique or strategy or tip. These have nothing to do with any hack. You're not going to find them in any other book. You're not going to find them online. And that is because these questions and the answers have to do with you. You are your own best expert. And so I'm going to say this over and over again because it's super easy to default to someone else and think that they know best. But the truth is that so many of these answers are only within you. The four questions are around your goal, your capacity, your energy, and your own zone of genius, zone of desire, zone of awesome. We'll chat about that more in a few minutes. You can come back to these questions anytime. And in fact, I encourage you to do it often. Anytime you feel like life has changed, something is is going differently, you feel like you're more overwhelmed or have less time than you thought, come back to these questions because they are going to get you started, get you grounded to creating actual change. Here's your first question. What is your goal? Now, you guys probably already know this, that I'm a fan of having one goal. In case you haven't heard me say it before, it is a mistake to try and do all the things at once. That for sure is going to leave you feeling overwhelmed. That for sure is going to create a never-ending to-do list. And it's just not the way to get results. You want to get clarity first. If you do any do nothing but this, this is where you want to get started. What is the one thing that if you did it would make everything else easier, would make everything else unnecessary? I know that you might have a bunch of goals or a lot of really big dreams and I get that this is really hard to choose. I get that because I lovingly call myself a overachieving perfectionist that also likes to people please. I am definitely an overachiever. I am super guilty of trying to do all the things, but it just doesn't work. And you can do it for a little bit, but trust me when you, I say that you will get burnt out. You will not be able to sustain at a very long pace. And my friends, life is a long. You are here. It is a marathon and not a sprint. If you're not sure where to get started, if you don't know, and I know a lot of you guys, as soon as I say what is the one thing, you probably already know, but if you don't, go back and listen to episode three. That is where I share the five biggest goal-setting mistakes that you're making, and I've got a link, by the way, in the show notes there too. Go back and listen to this episode to get some clarity. Episode four is also there to help you, and that is how to get clarity when you have big dreams and no idea where to get started. There are some great tips and mindset shifts to help you start thinking about your time and your focus and decide what goal to start with. One of my favorite books on this topic is called The One Thing, and I've got a link in the show notes for you there too. The question that gets asked by Gary Keller in the book is, what is the one thing that would make everything else easier or less relevant in my life if I actually did it? As I ask that, you probably already know the answer. When I ask my students, my clients, audiences, they know. They're reluctant to say it out loud. Like, you don't, you don't want to say it. You're afraid to say it, but you know. What is the most important thing? What are you willing to say no to here? 
trying to do all of the things, I know this from experience, by the way, trying to do everything leaves you discouraged and leaves you disappointed and it leaves you doubting your own abilities. It gets you into the cycle of thinking there's something wrong with you and that you're just not meant to do whatever goal it is that you have. So here is my challenge to you to pick one thing. My, I love the 100 day time frame. I think that's really powerful. One goal, 100 days. Literally type in what is 100 days from now in Google and you will see. And you will see the momentum go. And there is nothing more motivating than momentum, my friends. That is it. That is what is super motivating and that will get you going. So before you try any other time management thing, I want you to pick one goal to work on. And then we can keep going. The second question I want you to ask yourself is capacity. This is a little bit of a cheat because it's kind of a two-part question, but it's a good one. And it's one that only you can answer. Over time, the answers to this might also change. In fact, they probably will. So the first part A is what's your actual capacity to work on your goal? And part B, what kind of capacity does your goal require? First, let's talk about your capacity. Capacity is basically just like how much time do you have? How much brain power do you have? This is going to change over your life. When I was a couple years ago, I had started a brand new job. I was planning for our wedding and let me tell you, I had spreadsheets up the yin yang when it came to my wedding and I was also in a community leadership program. I could do all of those things and I was busy and I had to-do lists, quote busy, there we go, using it as a badge of honor as you'll learn more about in the next episode. But I had to get honest with myself and ask, I, I wanted to do a half marathon, I wanted to do one or two every single year. And I had to ask myself, do I have the capacity to do this? The answer for this, and by the way, I had to get my husband to help me talk me down off the ledge on this one, but the answer was no, not without dropping some other ball, not without not sleeping as much, not without being the kind of wife I wanted to be, not without being stressed, and it just wasn't worth it. Now, my capacity, I can't even imagine if I had a new job and was trying to plan a wedding and being in a community leadership program, like that alone just sounds overwhelming. Right now, I have a young baby. My husband works away for two weeks at a time and he's home the other two weeks. And my business feels like my second baby. And this podcast, like this is, man, I'm learning a lot. (laughs) It's a lot of time and effort that goes in to hopefully making this something really incredible for you. At this point, my capacity is way more limited. I could not start another new job. I could not plan a wedding. I could not join a community leadership program and I certainly cannot train for a half marathon right now. And that's okay. This is a real question where you've got to get honest with yourself. What is your capacity? This is going to depend on, you know, even if your business is your side hustle or your full-time work. If you're a parent, especially with a new baby, that might change. If you have a new business, your capacity to do other things outside of that might be really difficult. Maybe you have health that's got to be prioritized right now. Maybe you're having family changes or family health concerns. This is honestly something only you can answer and I want you to be honest with yourself. What is your actual capacity to work on your goal? I need to say this too, don't let your answer be wrong. Whatever it is, just be honest about it. You can make amazing progress if you focus on one thing even with just a couple hours a week. But trust me when I say this, when you're honest with yourself, when you know what your actual capacity is and you put that full effort of that behind it, you're gonna make a lot more progress than trying to make yourself wrong or guilt yourself or wish you were doing more. Be okay with what season of life you're in and what your capacity is and make whatever progress you can with the time that you have. Now, let's talk about what your goal needs. This is really is what kind of capacity does your goal require? 
When you know your goal, it also helps you understand what kind of capacity it requires. That's why step one was, what's your goal? A big part of that depends on how big your goal is. If you want to grow the next Facebook, you probably need to dedicate a few years, if not the next decade of your life, to really committing on something big like that. If your goal is to write a book, maybe you can dedicate the next six months towards that. One of my goals this year, for example, I had to think about this, is getting Sonoma on a more consistent sleep schedule. That was my one thing. We weren't sleeping and that was affecting my work, my mood, my health, our relationship, my business, like everything was being affected because I wasn't sleeping well. What I had to do is I had to say, okay, this is my one goal. This is the one thing that matters. And I said, I think that this goal is going to take me a month to get her back on a solid sleep schedule. For the record, just so you know, it took me less than five days. And that was the power of saying no to everything else, having one focus and getting real about clearing my schedule to make that happen. But you've got to have a sense of how long your goal is going to take you and make sure that you are committed to going all in during that time. By the way, whatever all in means to you. Again, your capacity may be different if it was me a few years ago with no baby versus now with a young babe that takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I believe everyone needs a coach. There's a reason why the world's top athletes, leaders, and entrepreneurs all work with coaches. It's because we do better when we're being supported, challenged, and encouraged to be our best selves. And let's be honest, who doesn't do better with a little accountability? Each year, I take on a limited number of one-on-one clients, and I love getting to know them and support them on a really intimate level. Now, I also walk the talk. Or is it walk the walk? I don't know how that expression goes. Anyways, my point is that I don't just coach. I get coached. Through the last few years, I've spent tens of thousands of dollars on my own development with coaches and masterminds, and believe me, I have no plans on stopping that anytime soon. But here's the thing. Not everyone is ready or needs a ten dollars or $20,000 or $50,000 coach. That is why I created Golden Girls Community, a community-driven, inspiring place to get amazing coaching and to work with me with an accessible price point and easy commitment. To create the best world-class experience, Golden Girls Community Registration only opens a few times a year. If you really want to learn more and be the first to find out the next time the doors open, head to lisamichaud.com forward slash community. I know incredible things can happen when you have a clear direction and a simple call to action and challenge each and every month. Month after month, our community members report being more confident, having more clarity, and feeling empowered. Together, we are always celebrating new and exciting milestones, anything from starting new businesses, growing and scaling existing businesses, and having the courage to apply for and land an exciting new job. But it is so much more than that. Our members are finding their artistic voices, finally organizing their houses, amen to that, and report better work-life balance than ever before. So hop on the waitlist today because trust me, you do not want to miss out. I hope you'll consider joining because I would love to see you in the Golden Girls community. Speaking of energy, this ties so perfectly to the third question you need to ask yourself, which is, how do you want to feel? What's the energy you want to have and what's your intentions? There is nothing more important about how you spend your time than how you feel about spending your time. You could be the most productive, the most effective, the most successful at whatever you are doing, but if it is not leading you to how you want to feel, it's a waste of your freaking time. Danielle Laporte's book, The Desire Map, and her whole philosophy around this is a game changer in this arena. Basically, the question is this, how do you want to feel? I want you to be able to answer that question. 
And full disclosure, this actually ties a lot into your goals. And I know I've talked about this before, but you've got to know how you want to feel so that your goal matches that. From here, we can shift not just from time management, but to feeling and energy management. How do you want to feel? What are the things that elevate and excite you? Who or what deflates you? What brings you the most joy, the most laughter, the most courage? Whatever it is that you want to feel. And then you do more of that. The next time that you have an extra 15 minutes or an extra hour in your day, how would you want to feel? What would more sleep do for you? I know that so many of you guys said sleep. So I want to know, like, do you want to feel more rested, more energized, more relaxed? Do you want to feel more grounded? I wonder if that's why you guys want to garden. When you know how you want to feel, it also gives you clarity on how you can spend your time. One of the biggest mistakes I see people doing is turning everything on that can-do list and putting it right on your to-do list. There are a lot of things you can do. You can garden. You can meditate. You can go for a walk. You can call your friends. You can post on social media. You can read that book and that book and that book. But what should you actually be doing? What, what, what really lights you up? So I want you to stop turning your can-do list into your to-do list. Focus on how you want to feel and put those things on what you actually do and make it your to-feel list. The fourth question I want you to ask yourself is what is in your zone of genius or your zone of desire, your zone of awesome? Let's talk. So I'm going to share with you guys more in the next episode about some of my struggles. But you should know that just recently I came to the realization that I was wasting a lot of time not doing what I wanted to do and not doing what I really needed to do to move the needle forward in the way that I wanted to feel in my life. This is what actually partially inspired some of these episodes is me diving in and trying to do some research and figure out what could I do differently. That is when I came across this awesome system, this matrix from Michael Hyatt. So I've linked below here in the show notes to a podcast, excuse me, a podcast episode that he talks about it and a blog post. And there's also an image in the show notes for you of this matrix. So I'm going to try and explain it to you, but if you want to just take a look at the show notes and you'll see the actual grid there that he's got going. At some point, you've probably heard about a zone of genius, a zone of awesome, a zone of excellence, any of those things. And all of those really come down to this key question. This is the fourth question, which is, what is the best use of your time? Michael Hyatt calls it the desire zone. I want you to imagine a four-part matrix. So two axes. On one axis, imagine that says what you're good at. And one end is what you're good at and proficient at. And the other end is what you're not good at, what you're not proficient at. The other access is how much you actually enjoy it or what your passion level is. One end is going to be what you're not passionate about. And the other one is going to be the things that you are passionate about and the things that you enjoy. So here I'm going to explain it through to you. The things that you don't enjoy and that you're not good at, the things that you have no passion and no proficiency for, is called the drudgery zone. For me, and this is going to be different for each of us, this is bookkeeping. Not good at it. Don't enjoy it. Drains my energy. It feels like drudgery. For you, this is going to be different. And heck, you know, I have some clients that are bookkeepers and they're like, what? This is in your drudgery zone? This is my desire zone. I love this, which is awesome. This is why we need you. And this is why there is no wrong answer on this. It's just about figuring out what is the best use of your time. So what about if you're proficient at something, you're good at it, but you don't enjoy it. You're not passionate about it. That is called the disinterest zone. You may end up here if you are the best in your house at this or the best in your office at this, even if you don't enjoy it. 
For me, this is a lot of spreadsheets, uh, I should say. Sometimes spreadsheets I enjoy and sometimes I don't, depends on the spreadsheet, but sometimes this is something that I'm, I'm good at but not passionate about. In our house, this is also is dealing with insurance. I'm good at it, but I don't enjoy it. It's not the stuff that excites me. It doesn't light me up and get me out of bed in the morning, let me tell you that. All right, the third category is the stuff that you enjoy but you aren't that good at. This is dangerous because we're attracted to fun things. We want to do things that light us up, right? But this is called the distraction zone. Here are some things that fall in there for me. Creating social media graphics. Heck, some social media altogether. It's fun. It's exciting. Creating presentations. Making things look pretty. This stuff is cool. I enjoy doing it. The time goes pretty fast. But it takes me a long time. And I'm really not the best person to be doing it. The last zone, this is where you want to be spending the majority of your time. This is called the desire zone or the zone of awesome, the zone of genius. It's the stuff that you're really good at. You're proficient and you love it. You're passionate about it too. This is where you want to spend the majority of your time. Full disclosure here, this is a journey. I know that starting right now when I snap my fingers here, you're not going to be able to get to the desire zone all the time. But over the course of the next few months and even years, you can. I challenge you to start thinking about how you can approach this and use this in your family, on your team, in your relationships. You know, think about it. Like, does one of you love taking the kids to swimming and you prefer music class? Great. Swap it up. What can you outsource that's in your drudgery or distraction zone or the disinterest? This goes again for work and for home life, right? This is a slow burn. This is not a quick hack that you're going to implement, all of a sudden everything's going to be easier. But I'll say this, that as you shift, as you look at your desire zone and make time, like block time for things that are in your desire zone, that's where your magic is. Other things are going to become less important and heck, they're going to become less necessary. You might even make more money because you're doing what you do best and that makes outsourcing even easier. So you want to ask yourself, what can you remove from your life? What can you remove so you can have more time in your desire zone? That's where you want to focus. For me, this has meant really focusing on creating, creating the outlines for these episodes and recording them. And then I get help with the show notes and social media and all those things. You know, I even had to get help with the intro and outro because this was in my zone of distraction because I thought it was kind of fun, but I was terrible at it. It took me hours and the intro and outro still sounded horrible. So I have to say a big shout out to Mary from Organized Sound Productions for her help here. If you guys are looking for podcast intro, outro stuff or voice coaching, she is incredible. Um, That is something that I had to outsource so I could be where I wanted to create and also save you guys your ears every time you listen to the episode because mine was truly horrible. One day I'll have to share it. Over time, like I said, this is a process, but over time I'm going to do more and more of this so I can stay in my zone of desire, my zone of genius, my zone of awesome more and more. And I challenge you to do the same. I'm going to end it with this truth here for you. There is nothing more inefficient than trying to time manage or productivity hack Something you shouldn't be doing in the first place. There you go. There are the four questions to ask yourself and answer before you try a single other time management technique or hack or tip. What is your goal? What is your capacity? Both your personal time and how much time is your goal going to require? How do you want to feel? And what is in your zone of desire and how can you spend more time doing those things? I know this was so different than probably any other blog or podcast that you've listened to about time management. But these, this is where the power is. This is why 
we're actually going to cause a change. And this is how you're actually going to create a different kind of way of relating and working with your time. Remember, this is an evolution. Your time is a symptom of how you can answer these questions and how much clarity you have. I hope that after listening to this, you now have the clarity to understand what you're working on, what's most important that needs to be in your calendar. Those should be the things that make you feel the way you want to feel and the things that align with your goal and the things that are in your desire zone. It is not about perfection. It's about taking small steps and shifting to add more of that good stuff to your time and to your days and remove the crap that isn't working for you. And also, stop trying to do all the things. Here is my challenge to you. I want you to pretend that you do have an extra 15 minutes a day. Heck, if you're really bold, pretend you have an extra hour a day. How will you spend it? Do you want to feel more rested? Go to bed earlier. Do you want to feel more connected to your family? Spend that extra time playing with your kids and forget about the dishes until later. I want you to stay tuned. The next episode, episode 8 in our podcast or episode 2 in our three-part series, is going to be all of the mindsets to uncover and shift within you so you feel like you have all the time in the world and a whole lot less stress. Who isn't in for that, right? In the next episode, you're going to hear why saying, quote, I don't have time, is just wrong and how that's actually setting you up for failure. We're going to talk about how your fears, your doubts, and even your self-worth ties to how you're spending your time for better or for worse. And I'm going to get real with you. I uncovered a lot of stuff in doing this work for myself and I will be sharing with you the real honest truth there. You're going to walk away with that from that episode with perspective shifts that are going to make it possible for you to open up the time and space in both your calendar and more importantly, your mind. And of course, because what time management series isn't complete without some strategies, in episode 9 or episode 3 of this series, I'm going to be sharing with you some tips. Honestly, I'm more excited about these big picture questions and the mindset shifts. So episode 7, this one, and episode 8, like those are the game changers. That is where you can't get anywhere else. It's what no one else is talking about. And yet if you pay attention, that's what's going to give you the most time and meaning in your life. And you can come back to them at any time. But I promise you, episode nine is going to have some of the strategies that have worked for me and that I've shared with my clients to make real change. Make sure that you are subscribed. Like, pull out your phone right now, hit subscribe or follow in whatever platform you are looking at so that you can find out when episodes eight and nine in our All the Time in the World series drop so you do not miss out. Golden Girl, thank you so much for listening. This topic is about time management. I know that you're busy. I know you feel like you have no time. I feel like I know you want more time for yourself. And that really makes me appreciate you listening. I don't take that lightly. And thank you so much for listening. I truly hope that this has helped you transform your perspective and given you some things to think about before you try anything else to get more time or to get less stress in your life. Now, I want you to forget about the to-dos. Forget about the can-dos. Forget about the freaking should-dos. Do what is going to make today meaningful for you. Make it count. Your time and your life is precious. Go make today amazing. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls Podcast.